Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Westworld TV talk. All right. So, you know, I think it's good to reiterate these minis are fresh hot takes. They are like I just saw the episode either last night or the morning of. And so you're getting very kind of like raw off the cuff ideas, theories, interpretations and otherwise. I haven't had really time to marinate. And, you know, Westworld is a show that definitely benefits from some marinating a little bit. For example, you know, I think we kind of uh, touched on some of the theories around the multiple timelines last episode, but I want to say it was like two or three days ago that the light bulb went off and I was like, oh, you know what? I bet that Freedom Fighter new lady who, when she showed up, we're kind of like supposed to know who she is, even though we'd never seen her before. I bet she's Caleb's daughter. And then, of course... That ends up being the case. I feel like they hit the right moment for the reveal of the multiple timelines because if they tried to push it one more episode, I mean, it wouldn't have worked. Like, I think we would have been just kind of waiting for the reveal at that point. And maybe some of you already were. Maybe some of y'all caught that, you know, instantly. For me, it, it took a, it took a few days. But anyway, we got there. And of course, this is the big revelation that this is, is the situation. Now we seem to be all caught up and in the future. And yet... There are probably still some flashbacks, some timelines that need to be flushed out a little bit more. For example, when we saw Christina early on in the series going back to the uh, the hospital and seeing the plaque and she was like, OK, this is this person. But then this happened several years ago. What seems to be the case? So we don't quite know exactly what's going on with, you know, Christina as it relates to the multiple timelines. That being said, I, it does appear that her story is in sync. Like what we're seeing from her is in the quote unquote present, which is the future timeline that we've been watching this entire lot time. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm really, I'm, I'm digging it. I think it was the right way to do it. Now I've been saying from the get go that we need to have like our human characters to really give weight to the situation. And I like the fact that they at the very least acknowledged this when they talked about Maeve kind of learning to appreciate humanity through its mortality like that. I really, really liked that kind of revelation and that scene and just that acknowledgement that human lives matter. Like even in this, this episode, we got the death of Caleb and the birth of the Caleb host. Right. And while, you know, you can make the argument like, well, there's no stakes because he died, but now he's still here. No, like they even acknowledge you're not him. That's when you died. You're just a version of you. You're not the actual you. You are gone. So there's value in that. And I think that we need to kind of, you know, keep pushing that and keep kind of holding that candle. The more and more people that get replaced by these hosts. Now, Caleb's daughter is our primary human character, although it appears that we will see the man in black or the, the original William uh, return next episode based on the previews. I'm guessing that that little holding cell they keep him in is not just, you know, not just keeping his head alive in terms of from his injuries, but also maybe keeping him in stasis. I mean, really, really pushing that Walt Disney, you know, frozen head narrative. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the explanation there. But admittedly, I think that's it at the moment. Those are the only two characters that are humans 
that we have left. I mean, we've got Christina's roommate, and and based on her backstory, it does seem that she is a human. By the way, I love the way that they kind of played around with this question of is Caleb a human in the first couple of episodes, only to reveal that yes, he is in fact a human. I was really, really glad of that. <laughs> like that that acknowledges the fact they know that we're always trying to guess who's a host, but the payoff being like, oh, surprise, this person is actually a human is is really good. I liked that. You know, the super spreader event. Obviously, they're they're acknowledging the you know kind of playing off of our own shared global shared trauma from the from the pandemic and kind of the way in which that plays into the storyline i didn't mind that so much i know that there's kind of maybe a little bit of oversaturation of of you know covid nods and pandemic nods and that's going to be in our art for a while we all need to process that in our own different ways and for you know television shows that's going to play out in some of the narratives and storylines i actually thought this worked really well and i liked the fact that we got a chance to see this world where you know, the robots are more specifically Hale has won. Uh, you know, this actually gives weight and validation to the end of season two when we see the man in black, you know, hosts creation and we see the checking for fidelity. And he's like, you know, oh, I'm in the thing. And she's like, no, this is your world. So we, we see, you know, this kind of full loop, you know, what we see Caleb going through the man in black went through at the end of season two. And so all of these little things that have existed, maybe like my not favorite moments of season two and then my not favorite moments of season three, this this season not only is really good in terms of season four, but it's also like justifying and making better the things that I didn't like before. It's doing a lot of really good work and it's also just really entertaining to boot. We got a chance to jump back into Chicago land for a little bit. I was happy about that. I really, I really liked that a lot. Uh, when we get into the future, we do see that my theory around the whole concept of an ARG was not necessarily wrong. It's just that the ARG is not for humans. It's for the hosts and the humans are actually, you know, running the game, running the narrative, running the show. And the hosts are the ones that are traveling through. Let's talk about Teddy. Teddy pops up here. We see that he's engaging with uh, Christina. Teddy seems to be very much in the know. He knows or he seems to know who he was. He seems to know who Christina is or at least should be. And so, you know, I was I was watching this and I was just Loving that scene. They've got great chemistry. All of these little pairings and characters they've got have got incredible chemistry throughout. But but those two in particular, it's nice to see Teddy with agency, which is something we've never seen. In the first season, he was on his loop and just constantly on his loop and then just kind of did what Dolores needed him to do. And then in season two, he was very much kind of in this like halfway point. He hadn't fully woken up yet. And then when he did fully wake up, wake up, he was very much kind of controlled by Dolores and then ultimately used by Dolores. And then we thought at the end of season two, she was going to sneak him out. Turns out not the case. She just snuck herself out or several copies of herself. And so here for the first time ever, we see a Teddy with agency and he seems to be approaching Christina with a desire to pull her out of her current loop. So I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. It's, it's not, it was really, I don't know. I just, that really worked for me. I thought it was great. The big question I have is whether or not he is working with the Freedom Fighters because they mentioned that they've got a, I think I said like a variant or a, um, I forgot the word they use, but basically they've they figured out that somebody who's pseudo in the Matrix is basically wanting to get out or starting to realize they're in the Matrix and they're going to try to liberate this person. By the way, this is all the Matrix, right? I mean, like it's not the Matrix in terms of like the, the you know, digital aspect or the CGI or the living inside computers, but it's the Matrix in a more physical, tangible way. Like everybody's stuck in these loops and these games 
the machines are running the show and you've got the freedom fighters that need to unplug them from the system. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, especially since it seems very tied to biography, uh, biology rather. But another great episode, season four continues to kill it. I, I think it's uh, fantastic. Like I said, I love the way in which they revealed the timeline. Did I figure it out before the reveal? Yes, but not too far ahead. I think if they had pushed it one more episode, it would have been way too far to push that big reveal. And something tells me there's still more reveals to go. There's a lot to speculate here uh, as it uh, continues to move forward. So really enjoying this. Y'all be sure to check it out. Let me know your thoughts. Use the hashtag Westworld TV Talk on Twitter. You can follow us and get all of our contact information at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for me for now, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash.